You're a funny guy, Sally. I like you. That's why I'm going to kill you last. What do you want to tell me now, tough guy? I said, Bing, what are you doing here? I thought I'd tell you to go fuck your mother. <laughs> you don't trust me at all, do you? I tell you what, you make it through tomorrow without killing anybody, then I'll start trusting you. Fair enough. Remember, Sally, when I promised to kill you last? That's what made you. You did. I lied. All right, this is Kill You Last. I'm Peter Garanchi. I'm Alex Pachura. And we have Alex Payne in studio. Welcome, Alex. Good to be here. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. good to... Like, we, I was saying, um, I met you... I have a couple phases in comedy, so, like, mm-hmm. a couple years ago, I was doing a lot. Mm-hmm. Met you a couple times, and then I disappeared. And then I feel like I've been around, and, like, you've been kind of on the... I disappeared. DL. Did you disappear, or am I making that up? I didn't disappear. I, every now and again, I kind of go into You're a... You're like an underground underground. Yeah, which is, like... Good, but then like people always think like, oh, what happened to you? Did you die? Did you quit? It's, it's like, funny how people, yeah, comedians are real, real weird about. I I didn't physically see you on the street today, so I'm wondering if you still exist. There's a lot, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, yeah, it's a very. Uh, they only get what they can see, which is a, one thing I realize about comedy. Yeah, you gotta be, you gotta be around. But so then we ran into each other a couple times pair. recently right at the pair, pair. Yeah, 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 and then started talking about this, and you picked. Akira, which is an interesting movie that I had not seen. Yeah. So I'm definitely curious, like, your take on why this movie... Because you were, like, very emphatic about Yeah, it movie. was... Uh, yeah. I it's I would say if I had, like, a top ten or a top five or whatever, top three, it would be definitely not my favorite movie, but it would be the movie that when I saw it, it, like, changed my understanding of movies. Wow. Yeah. So how do you... I mean, how do you mean? It just... Okay, uh, well, I don't know if you guys remember, there was this channel, IFC. Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, so I used to watch that every Friday night, like in high school and like middle school, because I didn't really get a lot of girls. Yeah. Is this relating to anybody? (laughs) Probably, Every Friday I would watch that. I have a movie podcast. (laughs) (laughs) You're on it right now. (laughs) They would play, you know, old movies like Citizen Kane or something every now and again, and then every time, like around late at night, they would play animated movies, and you know, cartoons kid you're like oh fuck i'll watch anything and uh they would play this like princess monoke stuff like that and i remember seeing parts of it like i remember seeing akira and going who's that guy in the red jacket and then watching it and going i don't get this i don't understand it (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. but i remember flashes of it and then later on or like a couple months later i would see another part and be like what the fuck is this you know, I didn't have the patience because back then you had to wait for the TV guy to roll around to yeah. tell you what it was. And he was like, I'm not going to turn to. And oh, so, so you didn't even stick around to find out what the title was. N- I had no idea what it was. I was just oh, watching shit. it. And I, I yeah, I've definitely it. done that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A, for sure. That's the one thing I feel like you miss a little bit as, as a kid today. You yeah. go to a movie title. You know what it is. Before you just used to scramble, look around, and they'd be like, "What is this?" We talk about yeah. it all the time on here. Like, the, like serendipity is lost. Yeah, there are things that you would one either stumble upon that you wouldn't be exposed to, but two also like have to seek stuff out. Yeah, like I remember going to the library and like ordering cassettes to get sent from other branches of the library because yep. yep. I wanted to see the French Connection or Barry Lyndon or something, yep. and it was a big deal. Like th- that, that like it's not special like that anymore. Yeah, these kids don't appreciate these kids. <laughs> well, no, I mean it's not even. Yeah. I mean, me too. Like, You're it's defaulting the same thing. to a, these kids don't appreciate, but it's really like, like you said, I kind of like feel like you miss out on a lot by not having that. Yeah. So I, they, it's not that they're like. 
I had a similar experience. I was living in Italy for a while in my 20s, and I was actually kind of having a bad time. I was very lonely, and it was like I just did not – it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. And Mm -hmm. I was living with a guy, and we were just – I mean, we were like cordial, but we weren't – like I was looking for like real like human connection, and I didn't have like a real friend there. And I couldn't sleep one night, and I turned on the TV, and there was this movie, and it was like a hitman movie. And it turned out to be actually a French film – Called Le Samurai. Oh yeah, yeah. And it's one. Melville. It's one of my favorite yeah. movies. Yeah, but yeah. Melville's one of my favorite directors. One of my favorite movies. I had no idea what it was. Yeah. I just remember it sticking with me, and then later looking it up when I got back to the United States, and then finding out that it influenced all these other movies that oh, I yeah. loved, and like what a huge director he was, and all this stuff. And it's like I literally can like picture right now sitting on the couch in the middle of the night, not able to sleep, being like, "What the fuck is this movie?" What is Le Cirque de Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I mean, yeah. I love all that stuff. And um, yeah, I, I think and, and I, I, when I say the, I'm kidding when I say the kids today because it's true for me too. Like I now I just look at something on Amazon, and I just have it sent to my house. You know, it's not it's not unique in that you have to like try to get it. This you know. isn't I don't think you. I think it's everyone now. Like live TV, watching TV has died. Yeah, yeah. Like, I I have friends and they have little uh, cousins that are like 11 and 12, and even their parents go like, we don't watch, we don't have TV. We have like you know Hulu, all this stuff, but they go nobody watches TV anymore. So yeah, I, no. I actually have a show right now that's actually happening right now that I'm watching. It's called mm. Lodge Forty Nine. It's mm. on AMC, and it's the only show in years where I will like watch it as it's on TV. And I'm like, it, it was a weird experience to be like, oh, it's almost ten o'clock. Let me try to catch this show. And it's kind of fun. it's almost like when people like collect records or something like that. It feels like this like weird retro thing that I'm doing. It is. You have to usually get to a high enough status. Like Breaking Bad was the last TV show I can think of, where they or, or Game of Thrones. Game yeah, of Thrones. people yeah. watching. A lot of people did, but the first season wasn't the biggest season, especially not Breaking Bad. Yeah, no. So like they caught it later it builds, online, yeah, yeah. and then they come back to it and people go, "Oh, it's a watch it live event." Like now that's an yeah. event yeah, to yeah, watch yeah, it yeah. live. You're like, "Whoa, this is what we used to do all the time." But right. now it's a thing where like people are like, oh, I want to watch this with a group of people yeah. and feel that that's the theater experience more than the movie theater experience now. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of going to movie theater, you're like, oh, I just watched this show live with a bunch of people for eight weeks. Well, the, the thing that's a bummer now is is like having people that talk to about stuff. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because there's a lot of shit that I like really like that it's like I'm not going to school the next day and we're like recounting Oh, an yeah, episode of television, you know what I mean? It's like, I mean, with The Sopranos, we did that, like me and my friends. I remember this fucking, I was working in an office, and I was fighting with one of my coworkers. Yeah. And uh, we, we, had like a, we had like a little fling, and it was like kind of bad. So there was like a, there was, it was more than just like a work fight. There was like some underlying like tension there. And out of the blue, she just goes, they killed Adriana, Peter. Because we were oh. all watching the fucking Sopranos. I was like, you bitch yeah. like she knew exactly how to hurt me yeah like that fucking hurt so <laughs> oh, yeah. bad of course but like who i mean who would even care nowadays to do that you know the last spoiler that ever hurt me my brother did it to me it was uh when my brother told me qui-gon jinn gets murdered in phantom menace <laughs> and that was well, the last a long time, time ago. that was the last time i said i'll never care about a movie spoiler ever again yeah. I've, i had one that was it's not even the last spoiler that ruined like my day was it wasn't even a movie it was a book spoiler because I, it was the sixth Harry Potter book. Okay. And it's the one that Dumbledore dies at the end. By the way, spoiler alert if you haven't <laughs> seen that, that he dies at the end. Uh, and my 
fucking asshole friend, uh, David Bossatino. If he, I don't know if he listens, but he fucking he just got the book, went to the last page or whatever, and just told the whole class oh, all wow. at once. Yeah. He's like, "Oh, by the way, Dumbledore dies," because he That's wasn't mean. in on it. He didn't like Harry Potter for whatever reason. So like, he just wanted soul. to ruin everyone's. I didn't day. like it either, but I, did, I would never ruin dark it. Right? I, I it's was... an age thing, I think. With Harry, how old are you? Twenty nine. Yeah, I remember. Oh, yeah. All right, I no. remember. I remember I like it being huge, and I just I'm not remember saying like, you're not, like yeah. I don't get it. I can't. My brother really? loved it. Everyone loved it. I was, was gonna say there's so many ties to Akira and and the the Harry Potter story. Yeah, I've never with, been able to get into it either. The whole how they the uh the, in, the uh what's the whole thing? Well, I can't remember people. The gift names. of children. Well, no, the people, the people. So he he his sort of waves. Sort of match with the other guys' waves. The other oh, guys' Kira powers. And yes, yeah, their yeah. relationship is like Harry Dumbledore. and Voldemort. Yeah, 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 no, yeah. it's Voldemort. Oh, Voldemort. Sorry, Voldemort yeah. and Harry. So basically, the, the the this is I'm not. It's not a Harry Potter podcast, but we'll, quick thing. Uh, when Voldemort gave Harry the scar, which everyone knows the scar, right? When he was a kid, he accidentally put a piece of his soul into Harry. Yeah, and that's why Harry's so powerful because Voldemort was is very powerful, and so he basically. Uh, Voldemort was doing this dark magic where he split his soul into a, di- a bunch of different pieces, and basically it could make you immortal, but it also makes you like super like dark and immoral and just yeah. gross. So uh, uh, Harry himself, the person, was the last time that he split his soul, and it was a rebounding. Of- he he fucked up basically. He didn't know he was doing it, and so um, that's why Voldemort went into hiding for twelve years. Yada yada. Then. Then he gets back to power, and then Harry kills him at the end. It's a whole thing. But he, basically, how they're connected through their powers like yeah. that, how you can see his thoughts when you go into the orb, Akira. I, I don't know if you remember that part. I remember. Of course, well, of course. Uh, I just saw it, so it was like... But it's like very universal. It, okay. Yeah. Those themes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah, they're yeah. all dealing with it, but like the idea of what happens when you have too much power. Yeah. What happens right, to these right. people. Right. So, so I like I want you to like kind of take over this. I don't know this movie at all, but I just want to say like this is what I knew coming into this. One, I've obviously heard about it. It's like it's considered it's it's got to be the most famous anime and probably the most influential anime. Ooh. Anime maybe feature That's, film. That, I don't fan, know feature yeah. film. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. In in the in the West, which is funny because from what I read, it would kind of flopped at first, and then it came yeah. to America and became this yeah. this kind of like sleeper thing. And it's the only thing I ever heard is that it like it kind of rips off Blade Runner, but this, but not really at all. It's just yeah. really the aesthetic at the very beginning of like the futuristic Tokyo. So the idea of like oh it rips off Blade Runner, they're both drawn from the same source, which is Philip K. Dick. Yeah. So it's like, and when he wrote the anime, um, I don't want to butcher his name, but it's like Otsuga. But like when yeah. they wrote the anime uh, or the manga, it. Uh, came out i think the same year as blade runner and then the movie came out okay yeah, years yeah. later but it was like at that it came out 82 i think blade runner is? blade runner is 81 or 82 I so think. like yeah. around that exact same time he was like they were being influenced by these things so and there's like a crossbreed of yeah cross-pollination i wonder if like, it had more to do with alien or something really yeah well so, like, so it, right so those it's interesting because i like i mean alien and blade runner are two of my favorite movies those are yeah. both ridley scott he did yeah. those back to back yeah and they're both like it's funny this whole like uh, cyberpunk thing where it's kind of like the gritty underbelly of like sci-fi. Yeah. I just think that was just big in the late seventies, early eighties. So there's a ton of that stuff. I, I know who it is now. The filmmaker's name is Alejandro Jodorowsky. Yes, yeah, yeah. That guy. There was a period he was supposed to make Dune. Yeah, and he has that big book or something. Or like that book of like all the drawings and all the ideas he wanted to do and everything he wanted to do with it. 
and I'm sure really Scott had to see it because Otsuka, he talked to the creator of Kakira, and a lot of the stuff that they talked about he put into Akira. And Joe Dworsky's famous for going around and talking to people about his ideas and teaching them. And yeah, and I think wondering if that's the common thread is they both were like talking to Joe Dworsky. He's like, "You guys should do this stuff." Yeah, because he's known for being that guy. They're like, hey, "I'm gonna try this." Well, I'm a big Kurosawa. Well, the, the Akira that I care about is Akira Kurosawa. Like, oh, I yeah. love Kurosawa, and and it's funny because Kurosawa is considered the most westernized Japanese director. Yeah, he is. Yeah. So he was like looked down upon by the Japanese. And they're like, yeah. of course the Americans like Kurosawa because yeah. he's not a traditional Japanese. Yeah. But like Kurosawa influenced Coppola and Spielberg. Lucas and Spiel- yeah. all those guys. But so there's the whole, like there's the famous story where they made a fistful of dollars, a Clint Eastwood movie, and it was a direct ripoff of Yojimbo, Yojimbo yeah. which we're going to do soon, hopefully on this podcast. But Yojimbo is based on uh, a Dashiell Hammett books yep. like Red Red Harvest and uh, like not the Maltese Falcon, but I forget the other one. But like these like sort of a Western detective novels. So you have a Japanese director making a samurai film about a you know California private eye basically, and then you have a, a you know American Italian film ripping off the. Ja- so there's always this kind of like interesting back and forth between. But that's what's cool about art is that. It's, I don't really care who did it first. Do you know what I mean? Like I don't. You can have a world where you have Akira and Blade Runner, and it's not. It doesn't devalue either one of them. It's more so like always. It has always been a cultural exchange. That was the thing I always realized. Like whether it be Van Gogh, he was influenced by Japanese people yeah. who made the wooden block types and all that. It's yeah. like it's always a back and forth where they go like, okay, I can't see this side of it, but what do they have? And then they get influenced and they go, okay, what do they have? And even this movie is influenced by Western culture, like. Uh, the motorcycle gang. Yeah. It's no different than the wild ones with Marlon Brando yeah. at the beginning. And, uh, you know, it. I like this movie now as an adult because I look at it and I go like, this movie is talking about basically what happened right after the bomb got dropped. Yeah. Basically, yeah. that's what yeah. Akira is. It's like, okay, now imagine a kid has an atomic power. Because, you know, when they talk about it, America was a relatively young nation. Yeah, when we got into World War II, I mean, like we weren't a superpower. Yeah, that was yeah. Like, this after was pre- World War superpower II, superpower America. Yes, yeah. So then it was like they dropped this bomb on them, and then they saw what happened. Like we always have these movies where we go, like, what would happen if civilization crumbled? Japan was like, we saw it crumble. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, well, but also, it, it's funny because people, when you look backwards, you look back as if it's inevitable. Yeah. Like while people were fighting World War Two, people didn't know how World War Two was going to end. Yes. You know what I mean? So we yeah. look back, it's like, oh, of course Hitler got defe- defeated yeah. and the Japanese and the Americans won. It's like not while they were fighting. No one knew what was going to happen. Yeah. That's yeah. why there's all these like alternative histories and stuff. And so I mean, I can't like the Japanese who like like lived through the oh. bombs couldn't have even fathomed like what the fuck was happening i mean while it was happening oh my god while it was happening it must have just been i mean that's insane that's kind of the the weird thing about this is a lot of people go you know i couldn't imagine what it was like to have been there when it happened but then i know people now whose family they're like 20 and their families live through hiroshima wow and they're like i am still uh i can't my hip isn't exactly right because i have radiation poisoning from no shit. it still continues yeah. on that's the thing about this tragedy is like you know how we have 9-11 and we're like never forget yeah and we they have super 9-11 yeah, <laughs> yeah they're yeah. like yeah. it is carrying through my family and there's other stuff day. too like we like we firebomb germany like the we allies firebomb japan. in and yeah. firebomb japan the things yeah. that you don't even really hear about where like hundreds of thousands of people were killed oh yeah i mean and it's just and it's and it's funny because like our you know we i don't think as americans we think about 
how artwork is affected by what people actually live through. Like, yeah, that European art and the Japanese art, I think, is much more influenced by, you know, because they were actually it was happening on their in their land, like in right in front of them, as opposed oh, to, as huge... opposed to Americans leaving to go over there. Well, that was to the fight. huge advantage America had in the war. Yeah, was that none of their domestic like yeah. property was even touched. I mean, Hawaii, but. Yeah, yeah. and we, we got yeah. so mad. Yeah, never we been, like, never been there, never <laughs> seen it. Uh, <laughs> hey, the boats are still there. <laughs> yeah. they do now. now it's yeah. a tourist attraction. Yeah, like everything else becomes a fucking tourist attraction. But Germany had to, everyone else had to rebuild, but us. Yeah, yeah, and that yeah. was the advantage. Like you know, true that we had, and that's why I love this story is because it's like basically these guys aren't upset. They aren't going like you know these fucking people. They aren't making like you know America blah blah blah. They're just going. What happens if? A government is given this amount of power or a person, and then they go, basically, World War Three would happen again. Because we've yeah. seen this happen before. Right. And the Japanese aren't going, we're absolving ourselves of this. They go, we played a part with this. Yeah. You know, and they're just trying to make sense of what happened. Because we forget, like, in one day, 200,000 people That's just disappeared. Fucking yeah, insane. Yeah, yeah. Think about think about how many, and, and not just in one day. Like really, in like an instant, whole lot of people to be like, "Wow, they're gone." And it's interesting to me because like the the Japanese movie. So this is made by Toho, which is like the big studio in Japan, who made Godzilla. And Godzilla is exactly about like this fear of nuclear holocaust. And then they made all the Kurosawa films too, and then this. But like a lot of the Kurosawa films, if I'm remembering this correctly, he got a lot of beef for making these sort of samurai films for a Western. Yes. Like it's like it's like why are you telling these old stories again? Like we're trying to move past it. But then um there's also like the tension in Japanese culture where the men started wearing Western suits. Yes. So there's a lot of like there's a couple Kurosawa films where there's they're gangster films and the bad guys are wearing American style suits yeah. and the good guys are dressed in traditional uh. Japanese clothes. So like again, like being an outsider and not really understanding this that well, like I can only understand, you know what I mean? Like, I can watch these films and, like, appreciate them a little bit, but Isn't I can't. Isn't Yojimbo the guy's bad guy has a gun? He's the only one with a yes. gun. Yes. Yeah. At, at the end of the yeah. movie, like, the, the really, they, they're all freaked out because one, one guy is like, look what I got. And he pulls out a, a revolver. And I was like, what? Yeah, I mean, like, again, it's the idea of, like, you know, again, they drop a bomb. And then the next thing you know, when they're building something, it's a Coca-Cola factory. They're like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. Like, that wasn't here before. And then they go, like, that used to be a temple. And then they go, like, no, it's a Coca-Cola factory. And they go, like, okay, now you're going to go to Catholic school. And you go, what? And then you go, like, okay, there's an army base here. The stuff they were re- replacing the old Japan with was, like, holy crap. Like, my world has changed. It's It's gone. Like, there is no more of this, like, what I grew up with. Like, even Kurosawa's brother, I think, after... World War II, I think he killed himself, and that influenced Man. a lot of what he did because his brother felt like helpless. Or he was like, "What well, am I?" Akira tried to kill himself at one point. Like yeah, his, his career was like almost over. I, I think that's again. It's been a long time since I look at this. He was like, had been a couple of years of like a bunch of failures, and he tried to kill himself. And then Coppola and Lucas went to yeah Japan and like helped him get his career back on track. That's why like the movie Lost in Translation is kind of about that too because yeah. Sofia Coppola is Francis's daughter. She went with him to Japan as a kid, and they mil- I think they actually I think they made a whiskey commercial together, just oh, like wow. Bill Murray in that movie. There's a there's a whiskey commercial which is Francis Ford Coppola and Akira Kurosawa for like Suntory whiskey. Yeah. So the whole plot of the movie is based on on that story. 
but it's like again it's like back it's like they were influenced by this japanese director who was doing badly so they they were doing well so they go to japan to help him out and it's like i, I mean yeah, that's like the great thing about being an artist is like it doesn't have to be well this guy is better because he came first it's like everybody's influencing each other back and forth and back and forth yeah that's and there's no i think dirty thing about that i mean no. traditionally it used to be japan was like this is just japan ozu is our guy this is our yeah, art yeah, we only keep it very centralized and then after that world war ii it was like the world had changed and now you go there they're more some places are more westernized than what we have here well, yeah they love like, well now pitchy. it's completely different yeah, yeah i've I mean, never have you, have you been to japan i never only have friends that go f- that are from japan mm-hmm. and they tell me yeah oh, i'm like, dying to go i've never been i would love to go to tokyo so same, tokyo actually. but then all the little towns around too like, like kyoto is the only one that's kind of more traditional mm, yeah out of the places i would love to see that in person oh how like it looks a, yeah yeah it's from what like i said i can only because you can go to these places. You can go to Hiroshima. You yeah. can go to... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and Nagasaki. And Nagasaki. And yeah. you can see, you know, they have museums there. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I think they... Certain places you can still see the shadows burned into Ooh. the ground. Wow. Yeah, it's like, it's all a clock when it stopped. You know, it's... And they've... Other people have made movies about this. It wasn't just... Uh, this guy made the manga. It was like, um, there's a Jean Renoir. He made that movie, Hiroshima Mon Amour. Yeah. yeah uh, and it's like basically talking about how people are like, oh my God, this is so terrible. I know the experience of it. And they go, no, you don't. You weren't there. Yeah. It's kind of like the first five minutes of going, wow. like, I remember it. And they go, no, you don't. You weren't there. And it's kind of that thing of like, even if we go see it in a museum, it's like the idea you couldn't imagine, which is why I love when this movie, the first thing in this movie is a bomb going off. It's yeah. a hero going off. Yeah, that's the first thing where they go like, just imagine a movie starts, and you know they talk about how do you start a movie now, and it's like that's literally with the biggest bang. Yeah, you yeah, can yeah. start a movie. I and started I, it, and I was like, holy shit! And this I love is that it's like, silent. Yeah. I mean, because I don't. I mean, what kind of noise would it make? It would be it would be silent because if you if you can see it, you don't hear the sound until later. You saw the flash. That was the yeah. thing they all said was you just saw the flash first, uh, then the sound. They really they really got that point across in this. I'm telling you, he talked to people who lived through it. It wasn't like a, hey, how do I figure this? It was like, oh, let me go call my uncle. Yeah. It's that easy for him. So to we, I mean, we should go into the plot a little yeah, bit. Yeah, for sure. I want to hear it. it. I want to hear it described from someone who's, like, how many times have you seen the movie? Man, I don't know, like, maybe 50? I don't know. Okay, oh, yeah, this so is great. No, you're perfect. You. Let's, uh. Because I, I, I was lost, and I, I was, like, I was not into it until, and I won't give anything away, but okay. when, when Tetsuo is in the hospital, yeah. and he hallucinates the little animals, yeah. that's when I was, like, oh, that's really fucking cool. Okay. And that's when I got, like, invested. Up until that point, I was kind of, like. Eh, maybe this is not my cup of tea. But then after that, I was like, "All right, I'm fucking in." Honestly, I was in from the whole child experiments, like right, right, right off the get go. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't know if you watch Stranger Things, but it was kind of like similar to that in a Everyone weird way. Everyone is influenced by Kanye West. Everybody, oh, for sure, everybody I, loves yeah. this movie. Does not yeah. right, right? Steven Spielberg was like, well, "This is one of the best things." I just love the idea of governments experimenting on the public because it actually happened. <laughs> you, yeah, I, oh, I love yeah. when they do that. No, you, no, you, I, you love exploring it in entertainment. You don't right. love the idea of it. Well, it's just so fascinating. Like much like dropping an atomic bomb, it's yeah. just fascinating that it happened. Yeah, it's crazy that they they did test people. Uh, like the CIA ran tests with well, LSD, LSD yeah. and, like, on children. I mean, they did do it. So I, I just I'd love to hear Akira. Okay, uh, like you know, from uh, your eyes, from your perspective, and the plot summary, and then basically, obviously, we could get into the larger themes of what it's the about. The condensed version is. Uh, so it's it's uh, after World War Three, which is the atomic bomb. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was not an atomic bomb, but it's Akira. Akira is that explosion at the beginning of the movie. That's hard to get 
You don't understand in the beginning. You don't understand in the beginning what that was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I understand. That's really difficult. But if you read the manga, well, I watched a bunch of Akira explained videos after this. There's some good YouTube content out there. If you after you watch this movie to just like put it together, and then you could do a rewatch or whatever. Because that that's what I feel like I need to do is just rewatch it fifty times. Yeah, yeah. Oh shit! There's definitely pieces of this pieces of this I didn't catch. uh, It's not your fault. I think honestly, what happened is it was such a big big manga book it's like i don't know over 1500 pages wow and they condensed it into two hours right and they reworked the story to go okay this can streamline it which is amazing in itself to be like yeah how do you take something that huge and yeah. make it into like a two-hour movie so the akira goes off at world war three uh is over they have a new place neo tokyo and it starts with a motorcycle gang and it's basically these kids running around and it that i right there deals with the ideas of orphan youth that happened to them. Like, these parents were gone from either the war or even the bomb. Yeah. And then they run into a government experiment, this child. Tetsuo accidentally hits him with his motorcycle. And through that, there's an exchange. What we're talking about. Like, power, literally yeah. a, a, That's what a I'm coming talking about. together and yeah. exchange of their DNA. And then from there, Tetsuo starts to develop powers that he can't control. And right. through him doing that... He awakens the other power that blows up at the beginning of the movie, Akira, which is what they're all afraid of, of them going like, oh, no, he's going to bring Akira back if he keeps raising his power. Which is, I mean, it's no different than what we do now. We go like, we have nukes, but then Russia got them. Exactly. Yeah, and Pakistan yeah. got them. And then you're like, well, we, not everyone can have it. And that's what the idea kind of builds upon is like, okay, if one person have this power, somebody else is going to get it just through that automatic just butting of heads where it's like it's gonna happen yeah yeah, yeah. isn't there a line uh in some, some dialogue in this in the movie where they say it's not good that the old one has it or something like that that uh, referring to um the i can't say his name the guy with the motorcycle crash tetsuo tetsuo yeah okay that somewhat one of the kids was saying to another kid that it was like it's okay for akira to have the power because he's like young and yeah yeah well what were they taught do you understand what that that exchange seems so important when i was watching it and i didn't quite grasp it this is I, the scene within the nursery yes yes yeah. yes it's 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 really I'm, i could be wrong but i've always thought they're literally talking about tetsuo is america Oh, okay. So it was a larger theme. That's right. Oh, All yeah. Right. This guy, yeah. This, there's themes like 100%. For sure. Tetsuo, but this conversation specifically was yeah. like an allegory. I knew it meant something more than what they were saying. Yeah, because in yeah. the story, it's not that. It's much different. Akira comes okay. in the manga. Akira comes halfway through the manga. He's not at the end of the film. Okay. It's like he awakens Akira and they go around with each other and they destroy more, uh, more cities. But in this story, oh. it's like the fear of another atomic bomb. Mm-hmm. Or the fear of these other people coming. But when he says, like, you know, he shouldn't have that power because he doesn't know how to control it. Right. Before they even knew what this power was, which Tetsuo is like an atomic bomb. That's what they're afraid of. Right. They just started trying to poke and prod it and do things to him. Yeah. And then the government, uh, the general was telling him he was like, they put him on these pills and then they start activating his powers right away. And that's when they're like, okay, well, this isn't a good thing. And then the children start going, maybe we can suppress his powers. They try and scare him in the hospital. They try and do all these things, which you could really say are military sanctions and all these things. But it's uh, it's it's not really it. – it's very well thought out when yes. you're like, wow, yeah. damn, this guy really this, thought Now of, I got to go back and re-fucking watch this movie. Yeah, I think <laughs> you you're can, right about – Yeah, no, I'm definitely yeah. – it, it's funny because it always makes me think of um, – I don't know if you guys ever read As I Lay Dying by Faulkner. 
Why do I know that? It was a book that I had well, to there's read. A, there's a really shitty band named As I Lay Down. Well, I'm sure okay, it's based on. I'm sure it's <laughs> yeah, based yeah. on the. Book. They're okay, but I mean, we read of. it in like 11th grade English, and I didn't get a fucking word of what was happening. Yeah. And then I got to class when we were supposed to be done with it, and my teacher's like, "Well, this is." symbolism of like destruction by fire and then there's destruction by flooding yeah. and the sister is pregnant and looking to get an abortion but you don't like you think she might have gotten right ra- there's like all this stuff and it's like this one brother might have actually have like extra like sensory perception i'm like what i'm like i didn't get any of that i gotta go back and read this fucking book yeah. and now it's one of my favorite books so i think it's like like you were saying where it's like sometimes like your intro to art is it just kind of washes over you a little bit and you yeah. just catch a piece of it and it sticks with you and then later you're like, Oh, there's there's meaning here that I didn't get. I just saw a guy with a red jacket with a big ass laser gun. Right, I was gonna say I was like, like fuck yeah. gun. I was then, gonna say there's no way a kid could fully grasp no, this movie. No, yeah, I I would watch it and yeah. then I go, Oh, this is okay and I'd see stuff like this, Ghost in the Shell, and I'd be like, All right, they fight. It takes too long for them to fight. And then as you get older you start going like, Oh my god, this is there's so much that they're talking about that not only deals with uh the future like i mean but like just now where you go like uh you know i mean even if it's ghost in the shell the the idea of consciousness being in like artificial intelligence and yeah. what happens when you're when they, you, they start implanting like they're starting to come up with nanotechnology now and ghost oh, in the shell was talking about this stuff like yeah 95 well it's funny and we've talked about this before too it's like all the things that those movies warned us about they're doing w- yeah. without heeding the warnings. They're like, oh, isn't this exciting that we can do that? It's like, didn't you, like, did you watch Terminator? Yeah, like, they like kind of said, hey. It's not a happy ending. Do you know what I mean? Like, the whole point of that is, is the things that could go wrong. But- Just because you can. <laughs> Should right. you? It's Jurassic Park. Yeah. yeah. Just remember <laughs> Jeff Goldblum? He was yeah. like, you know. I keep, I, we're, we're getting it down to more and more base, like, No, but it's, tr- yeah, but no, it's, it's true. true it's, though, yeah. and, but it's like, it's also like sort of like the nature of existence and like, what does it mean to be human? And yeah. like, what um is that stuff inevitable or do you make it happen because you you know like is is the is the post apocalyptic inevitable and it's going to happen anyway and we should be prepared for it or are we actually like willing it to happen by continuing doing the the things that we're doing i if personally i would say that the film i would think is saying that you will it to happen because you think it is inevitable ooh that's deep you're not actually it's not inevitable nothing is you can stop we can stop this tape right now if yeah. we wanted to. That's true. But it's the idea that like, oh, it's happening. They're making cars that can drive themselves. And you're like, what are you going to do? That's technology. It's like, well, just because you can doesn't mean you should. You know? Yeah. It's that idea of like, just because you can build an atomic bomb doesn't mean you should have yeah. one. I'm, I'm laughing right now because I've, I've been, today I was like thinking, I was like, how many books have we talked about in the, the whole run of this podcast? Like we don't. God, it's so low. Very, and it's I like and I'm a, like three. I'm a big reader, and it's like you like like movies are. Ju- it's just stories. It's just another way of telling. Yeah. And it's like it's actually curious to me, like when books don't come up when you're talking about movies because it's it's sort of like the natural progression of of storytelling. Yeah. And I you know and I so I'm always thinking about books that are that that movies remind me of. There's a book. Um, by C.S. Lewis called The Abolition of Man. Yeah. And I remember reading it years ago and in it he and it's it's a it's a post-World War II book. Like yeah. he he fought in on, for the English in the war and it's about sort of that 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 nihilism and destruction after the war where the thing that sticks out um he's talking about technology too like literally the destruction of man because of technology and the thing he says is uh the the choices 
of one generation become the obligations of the next generation. Yep. Yes. Yep. So we can't choose to not be on the internet. Do you know? I mean, you could be a hermit yeah. if you wanted to, but our the previous generation right. chose to go down that path, and now that's what we do. P- people are living in buildings that are have basically AI now. Like, yeah. I just wanted to go. My one with my buddy to go look at an apartment. Everything is like you know key fob. There's no keys. Yeah. Everything's electronic internet. It's like you you can't even go back. You can't even go analog if you want to. You well, that's that's the that's the danger of that mindset. See, you're just you're thinking like you it, can't. It, you can't. See, that's well, the but thing. You can it, disconnect. No, completely. no, but that's the point of Akira. Is like, oh, you can when someone blows your whole fucking exactly. Tokyo up. You will go back. Oh, it's coming, right. I, dude. I'm getting cases of water and a shotgun because yeah. <laughs> sooner or later the zombies are gonna attack. It and you better even, be you be ready. But that's the point of like Akira, where it goes like it doesn't even have to be a radioactive child. All it takes is a hurricane. Look at Puerto Rico. Yeah, oh there was a hurricane God. what two years ago, and then someone planted one tree a week ago, and then a hurricane came right back and was like, yeah. get that shit out of here. <laughs> that's so funny. It's just the truth, though. But it's like it doesn't take a lot. All it takes is for whatever it is to just correct and be like, yeah, mm, why no, it's not gonna happen. And the like the. It's interesting, like, a culture's obsessions. Like, we, we definitely live in a culture that's obsessed with, like, zombies and, and superheroes. Yes. And that kind of stuff right now. So I remember seeing something about the whole zombie thing. Yeah. And they think that it came out of this sort of, like, existential fear that civilizations have always had where you're the civilized people living in the walled city and the monsters are coming in to attack. And people actually lived through it where they were Romans and then the Visigoths came in and they were literally savages that came in and destroyed their cities and they said i've heard stories where that when the nazis came into a town they literally marched and they were like robots they were blonde hair blue eyes no expression no emotion and these blank monsters were coming into towns and destroying everything in sight and so that that sort of like that they were all like methed up yeah well that so they were under the influence that fear of zombies is not because people believe uh, like necessarily that you know, there's a history of You're the undead. It, no, it's baked within our like sort of yeah. We have this DNA. This are this existential fear of 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 savages destroying civilization. That's the kind of as I don't want to say it that way. It's kind of a an idea that is wrapped in. What's the worst way? What's the best way I can say it's the two white guys? Oh okay. man, I, I knew it was coming. Racist. I knew it was coming. Ideology. No, not even no, no, like no, you no, guys are racist, but like the idea of that's what they do now with like Muslim bands, where they go like, if mm. you don't keep these people out, right? I right. am protecting Rome right they now. They tap into that fear. They tap into that fear of like this is what's going to happen. It's going to be another. We're 9/11. us, and they're them, and they're, and they're them. coming in. Yeah. And Japan is saying, hey, they came in, and it ain't that bad. That's right. what Japan is uh, saying. Well, the rest of the world true, has actually. had Nazis, has been invaded, and they have all been like, look at us. I'm not saying that they're all like, hey, well, let's let these refugees in. But America's the only place that has not actually had this stuff happen. Like, we came in and then killed a bunch of Native Americans. Yeah, and- even the winners, like even Russia, which won the war, they, you know, yeah. they were destroyed. And then also, uh, even, you know. We're the ones that are saying, don't let them in. Because right. we don't want to. This is the greatest thing the funniest thing about America, I think, is we are so obsessed with our mortality or being great. Like the idea that America is number one. Where does that even come from? Well, be, be, because the American identity is is an idea. It's not a national I, but identity. But I understand that. But what does that even mean? Be, like I'm, my family one? is from, yeah, is being from number Italy. One. Being okay. Italian means something 
like in a way that being American doesn't. Italians don't. My, dude, listen, I remember years ago going to Italy and being like, "You guys, you do your national anthem at sporting events? Like that's so weird. Like and it's something I never even thought of. Like, oh, is that a weird? They're like, yeah. you guys are like really into like your flag, yeah, and the and the national anthem. I'm like, oh, I don't even think about it. Like, I yeah. don't. I barely like you know put my hand over my chest when we did the Pledge of Allegiance. Like, I don't care, but. Because I think that American – there's not an American national identity. Like Italians don't have to prove their Italianness, or French no. people don't have to prove their Frenchness the way that Am- Americans are Americans because of the idea of America. But it says that right away. It says, I pledge my allegiance yeah. to the flag of the United States of America. You go, yeah. what the fuck were they teaching me as a child? Like, yeah, I'm true. being brainwashed. I'm reading about like, – it is, it is a brainwash. I'm message. reading about Custer's the Last Stand right now, and I didn't know any like I don't know anything about like I'm like obsessed with like the old West right now and like yeah. Indians and the cowboys and all yeah. stuff, and like the whole I'm reading this really like detailed book about like Custer and like the Battle of Little Bighorn, and it's funny the, what started it was there was you know there was all this like back and forth like what to do with the Indians and there were some yeah. Indians around reservations loose, but what happened was people started going to California. Yeah. So now you have these these settlers passing through the plains to get to California. Yeah. So the government of the United States is like, well, we got to make sure that they're people, safe. They're safe. Yeah. So then it became an issue that where it wasn't before of you know are people getting attacked? Are they fighting? There was literally a case where uh, a Mormon cow got loose and an Indian killed the cow, and then it was like this big national um, controversy. It's like, what well, now we got to kill the Indian guy because he killed a Mormon's cow. Yeah. And so, like, there's all this stuff. It's not just a battle just happened one day. There's all this, but like, undercurrent why stuff. did they go west? Because of gold. No, but why? There was a thing called Manifest Destiny. Yeah, of and course. Th- what did that say? Dude, well, you're, that's the most racist thing It said God time. told us yeah. to come here. <laughs> I, I hated this when they taught it to us but in school. God I, told I, yeah. us to God, come here. Yeah. When we ask, let's just ask questions. Like, even about this film, like, the idea of dropping an atomic bomb. Why did we do that? Yeah, it's pretty nuts. We're the only we we have so much fear about other countries having bombs. Meanwhile, we're the only country that has bombed another place with an atomic bomb. Yeah, we're the only ones. But we go like they can't have it. Think about that. It's the idea of like we're the good guys, and we have to watch all of you. So, it's, so you're from California, right? I'm from California. So I like I when I've been in California, I'm like, oh, this is the promised land. Like it's like yes. it's physically it, it seems like the place. Like if I was an Oki back in the day, I would it have is. gotten my wagon and I would have went to California because it's fucking incredible. It's beautiful. It is. And so in a way, the manifest destiny became manifest. It did become true that that was what they were supposed to do because that's what they ended up doing. Yeah, but it's it came true. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll change the metaphor. I'll change it. We're going to space. We're going to Mars. We're going to Pluto. We're going to all these places. But why? Because we can. That's the point. Though. That's what human beings. Maybe, do. maybe man wasn't meant to understand. He can't fathom another man, let alone space. Yeah, it's you true. Get, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, of course. How are we going to go to Mars and be like, oh, this is what Mars is like? It's like. We have problems here not blowing up places here. Yeah, that's true. Now we want to go well, to people space. People think like, oh, if we only go to Mars, then every, all the problems from here will go away. It's like, no, you're just going to bring the problems to with Mars. You. <laughs> it's going to yeah. get worse. The yeah. way that they brought like disease from the old world to the new world. Like, and it's like, that's why like all these films, like whether it be Star Wars or Akira, they're also relatable because like, yeah, if they went to space, there would be a war in space. Yeah, like, yeah. That sure. would be the first sure. thing yeah. we know what would happen. Yeah. It's, then that's why I love these stories like this. Or it doesn't really doesn't matter what it is. If it involves a human being, another one, there will be 
a conflict because yeah, we're born out of that supposedly. And I, I mean, they, I think that's hard. like I haven't seen I haven't seen almost almost no manga. Um, I've seen some a couple Miyazaki films like in the last couple of years, but I didn't yeah. really know him either. I've, I, I caught a documentary he's about different. him. Yeah, that's different. He's telling narrative yeah he's stories little, just yeah. happening to be using animation he's a little bit more in the disney world like pixar he's a little bit disney, more yeah. optimistic about it where yeah. he's like hey this girl goes on a fantastic journey of self-discovery this guy is like these people are in a horrible world surrounded by terrible people and they have no control over any of it these are kids like if you forget in the story they're like 13 14 yeah, 15, 16. children yeah they're, yeah, short, they're children and they all have no parents you never see one parent in the whole film. Yeah. Think yeah. about that. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. And then they're dealing with other little kids and then straight to the government. And then there's riots going on in the middle of it. It's like, oh, my God, this is literally. And if you look at today's world, this is no different than if you saw something in Hong Kong, you know, or if you yeah, see with, something here with the shoot. It's like it, it doesn't take that long to translate to be like, oh, yeah, yeah, there was riots right after the war. All these guys came back from the military and they're like, what do I do? There's no jobs here for me. Like, okay, well, I'll just join a gang, the Yakuza. Mm-hmm. That was why they had a lot of Yakuza problems mm-hmm. after the war. Even in Hiroshima, there was a lot of Yakuza gangs because they were like, okay, someone's got to own this city. Yeah, The government was so busy trying to figure out how to fix the rest of Japan that got uh, firebombed that they were like, we, we don't know what the fuck to do with that place. It's funny. Like, organized crime is the, the first thing that always kind of happens. Like, the, the, the first couple people go in, and then the yeah. minute there's like, it looks like there could be money to be made – like I don't know if you ever seen like the show Deadwood. Uh, yeah. Uh, so Deadwood's a, Deadwood's yeah. literally about the formation of a town in the yeah. West. Like you're watching the town become a, a town. town. Yeah. And it's you know who like it's the the whorehouse first, the fucking casino. It's the the all the gun. You know everybody who thinks that they might have a find a way to make a buck shows up because. And it, you know that, but that's I'm sure California. that's California. I'm sure that's true. Yeah, well, the same <laughs> yeah. thing was the Cal- yeah. the gold rush was the same. This was this was the early gold rush in Deadwood in the in the in South Dakota. They found gold, and that's why everybody went out there prospecting. So people are opportunists. So I mean, criminals especially are opportunists. So they're going to find a way to. But this is where you have to. This is what stories like this have taught me: is you have to not go or not just go. Oh my God, this happened in 1860. Blah blah blah. All you have to do is look and change your view and go. Wait a minute. What was that thing they had a couple of years ago? The pipeline. What were these people saying about it being like their land and being like where they, their ancestors and everything rested? And then the Dakota pipeline came in and we spilled oil all over that. And then what is that thing? Mount Rushmore. Where's that at? South Dakota, where we just came in and built a bunch of white dudes on their mountain. It's pretty insane. <laughs> where you go like, oh my god, I don't even have to look far we to built, see that my country. It's crazy that we like, built Mount Rushmore. Yeah, like, and nobody right. even goes there. Nobody it's just. Like, I gotta go see Mount Rushmore. It's just a so, place. Well, I don't know like, this, a bunch of white dudes' heads. Yeah, in I don't know the story mountains. of it. Did they just? They, I mean, I know that there is I know a story. Mount- I fucking I used to know it. Now I totally all you have to know is Native American land, and they came yeah. in and they were like, these are our mounds, and they go, no. Or not, <laughs> and they just made a bunch of stat like those people, and then that was it. Oh, really? It's no different than the Dakota Pipeline. It's no different than anything that has happened in this whole entire country, or even Japan, where they go like, "Hey, this is my country," and they go, "Oh, not after this bomb," and then they p- build a military base, another military base, and then that's how you get people like. And the one thing I'm so fascinated about now is the indoctrinated idea of like this person is evil. Like, I, I live in a house with a, a – he's a World War II veteran. So if I wore oh, this wow. jacket with the Japan flag on it, he'd be like, what the fuck oh, is no going shit. on? But if you talk to any kid now, they'd be like, I love Japan. I oh, yeah, Japan. totally. Pokemon. 
like, and the one thing that I realize is that the government only has a hold of maybe one generation at a time. Yes, good point. Go, okay, you hate Japanese people, and they do that, but then afterwards, the kids are gonna love Japanese people because of art and culture. They're yeah. gonna make something where it's gonna translate to the other side where they go, I'm gonna beat. I'm just waiting for the first like Muslim trap rapper or something where it's like, yeah. I'm just waiting for that dude to be like, okay, we're all going to love Muslims. Maybe it's Hassan Minaj. I don't know. But whoever yeah. it is, they're coming so that it's the other side where they cross over and we go like, wait a minute, all these people that I thought were so evil and so terrible because they told me they were terrorists. I love this guy. There's that Arab porn star. Oh, Mia oh, Khalifa. Mia yeah. Khalifa. She's yeah, kind of crossing over, dude. I, no, she's she definitely converted it. some fucking white dudes, though. Oh, I mean, sure. But a Not, woman, I think when they they did it in a very like kind of racist, sexualized way where they go like, she's got a hijab. I'm going to fuck her through the hijab. Oh, yeah, yeah that's, you know, it always ends up. Right. You, Porn is the first thing to go super you know, overtly uh, racist. You know the movie the, the Big Sick? Yeah, 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 yeah. So I watched that movie, and it's about you know a Muslim kid. He's a comedian, yeah. based on his real life. He's he's a traditional family. They want to arrange his marriage. They want him to marry a traditional Muslim Kumail girl. Anjani. And he meets some white girl. And I'm yeah. like, I'm watching this movie. And I'm like, oh, I'm like, what is this movie trying to teach us? Because I was like, he's got this beautiful Pakistani girl that yeah. wants to marry him, give him babies, and take care of his house. And he finds some mediocre white girl, yeah, who you know at any moment could just decide to leave him. And I'm like, that's. I mean, I understand it. Like, it's a, it's like it's based on his actual life, yeah. But like, it's funny that that like, I don't know that fucking smoking hot Pakistani girl with arranged marriage. That seems like a not, not such a bad deal to it's, me. Like, it's what we all want. Supposedly, is what we're all supposed to get in America is the freedom of choice. The choice, yeah, the, yeah. To choose to say, I don't. Yeah, this is nice. I don't but know. This is what's laid out for me. Yeah. Someone told you, hey, you should go to college and do this and become oh, a doctor yeah. lawyer. And then you said, no, but I choose to do this. Yeah. And that's what it is, is that maybe he's not just falling in love with the idea of this is just some plain. It's the freedom. Yeah. yeah I, just, like, I get, Listen, I, we were talking about this on the, on the steps. Like, I'm, I'm first generation American. And at every turn, it's so funny to me that, like, my family took, like, the ultimate risk and, like, immigrated and started over and didn't speak English yeah. and struggled. And all they wanted for their first American generation was to do the most safe thing possible. And I know that's a, that's yeah. a familiar story, yeah. but I'm struggling with that right now because it's like it's like no, like I cho- if my family had stayed in like the little town in Sicily and yeah. I was 17 year old living in Sicily and I had an opportunity to come to America, I would have jumped on a fucking boat and came to America because I had a great uncle that did that a hundred years ago. Yeah, and so he was the trailblazer. And I just know from going back there, I'm like, oh, I. I want that choice too. I don't want to like marry a girl from the village. You see that in you America know? though. Like Steve Jobs was that kid. Yeah. Bill Gates. All these people that like, no, I'm dropping out of college. I'm going to go to Palo Alto and build the stuff out of my parents' garage. Yeah. And my parents are like, well, I don't know what the fuck. Like, I guess. And you know, it's the it's just the idea of realizing saying no. Yeah. That's kind of really the real power of a lot of that, stuff is saying that no. That's an option. Yeah. And America. Because it doesn't seem like an option at first when you're being a taught kid. by yeah. yeah your parents or I pledge your, of allegiance right and then someone says no and then yeah like when like, was the last time you pledged allegiance to, like you uh, know to anything time. i couldn't even do the whole thing right now i think i could out of memory i think i could. but think I about could. that you haven't done that for years but that's how that's ingrained. how dude it was every day every didn't you day, do it every day every too? day how yeah. is it not put your ingrained? right hand over your heart and you yeah. like, and then you sing the national anthem take your hat off of your head and you go like okay this is teaching me to have respect for what though that's the thing. It's like, what is this teaching me to have respect for? It's like, 
is it veterans? I don't know because when no, I see it's a veteran definitely not on the veterans, street, man. They're not taken care of. It's not like at all. it's teaching me to understand that I am like I am below this symbol. I represent this symbol. I think, you know, that's a real cynic view of it. I agree with you, but I, I'm saying that I think what they would say the argument would be. But I don't think that's just uh, America. I yeah, think that's government. Like, yeah, exactly. In Japan, they would say, I think, the same thing where they go, like, with this story of Akira, they would go, like, look, this is what the government – these kids are the only people who don't have respect for the government. True. That's yeah. why they're children. Kids don't give a fuck. Yeah. Like, if you, the, the national anthem is going off, a kid will be running around as crying. And your parents would be like, straighten up. And he's like, he, the kid doesn't understand why. He doesn't know that I'm supposed to respect this. He's just yeah. a kid. Yeah, yeah. And I always try and maintain that ideology of why. Not because I go like, America's evil. I don't think America's evil. If you had a choice between living here and mm. Japan, I'd rather live in America. Of course. Be, you know, Japan is much more, they're much more like single file. What is it? The yeah. hammer that sticks out is the one that gets nailed. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're yeah. more collectivists, even yeah. though they're totally, you know, oh, capitalist. Your, your last name. Yeah. Why? Well, I, I think of them as like socialists with suits. But they're it's not. Like really, <laughs> they're, because they're, they, yeah, but it's giant corporations that co- control everything that are basically function like government entities. Well, that's, go, that's what here. That's Google. Like America, yeah, but, Google. Yeah, but Apple, it wasn't always. But, Amazon. There, but there isn't that. There isn't the ingenuity and the entrepreneurship. Like they, yes, there is. They, no, they take they take the technology that's been developed and they figure out how to mass produce it and, and perfect not it. Not always, man. Ja- J- Japanese technology has been the first technology in a lot of industries. Like they've innovated the car. Like. Better than anybody. Yeah, but it wasn't the car wasn't invented there, the right? Because the car was invented in 1920. The but DV, I, I'm saying, but the, the people living in Japan the, the now, DVD, I, the internet, the iPhone, it's all Western technology. But that what he's perfected. saying is like the microprocessor, all that stuff is yeah. developed in Japan. Yes, like the components. Yeah, people will make the stuff, and yeah. then they go, "Oh, I just made this beautiful thing." But America's like, "Let me show you how to make money off of that shit." Yeah, it's true, that's man. True. That's, that's true. That. In history, yeah. there has been Japanese ideas that have led to the development of te- of new technologies. I mean, yeah. if you yeah. look at the tank or the fucking helicopter, that's an Italian idea. That's yeah. Da Vinci. I mean, yeah. it's not yeah. an American idea. Yeah. Oh no, no I'm, not just, I'm not saying yeah. that. But they uh, they. They, they, the Japanese seem very comfortable working in these huge as a groups. culture. Yeah. They're way more collectivist. Like, like, yeah. like, what yeah. was that saying you said? There's no this? trash on the ground in Japan, right? Yeah, like that is a thing where it's like even after the World Cup, the Japanese fans they clean up the stadium. Yeah, like that is wild. You have to do this thing and be in order and clean. And like, if you don't do it, you kind of get shamed. Yeah, like, like, what are you doing? Don't do this. It, it's funny because you were t- talking about kids and stuff. I. I, this weird thing that's happened to me this week, and I kept it stays with me. I met the, like a group of kids from they were from Denmark, and yeah. I was like, "Oh, you guys are visiting, you're traveling, blah blah blah." And the one kid, like completely unprovoked, I'm talking about New York. He goes, "Yes." He goes, "We don't like the Swedish or the Norwegians." <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's, "Hilarious!" I was dude. like, "Oh, cool." Yeah. And then I'm like, "Oh, I'm like because everybody has like." You know, ask, By the way, Norwegians are so nice. Have ask, you ever met one? You know what I mean? Like, ask a, ask an Ecuadorian how they feel about Peruvians, and they'll be like, ask an English person how they feel about the French. Yeah, it's, so it's it's yeah. it's everybody, and like you know, and and I like in France, you have you know the Vikings attacked the English, and then they the English bought them off and gave them a piece of northern France, yeah. which became Normandy, and then later the you know they attacked that part of you know what I mean? Like it was like they're constantly fighting over the same pieces of land and the same cultures going back thousands of years it's like every Indian, sh- Pakistan every Shakespeare that. play is the French versus the the English you know it's like it goes on for thousands of years yeah. it's just one of those things about like human identity that you 
you form a group and you decide, oh, I like this group and I don't like that group. Right, it's tribalism, as Joe Rogan yeah. says all the time. Yeah, <laughs> and that's the that's what a lot of art and culture and stuff breaks down is the tribalism. Is if you yes. met someone from England. And then you were like, yeah, man, I really have this book I like called As I Lie Dying. And they go, I like As I Lie Dying. And, and then we go, connect over it. Yeah. Oh, my God, you like that too. That beats any I Pledge of Allegiance. You yes. Think it, yeah, in, yes. A, in an instant, it does that. And that's Art what, trumps like a lot of that dude, stuff. I learned, yeah. like, I learned yeah. about American music from my Italian cousins. Like I would go over yeah. there and they'd be like, oh, do you know In Excess? Do you yeah. know Pearl Jam? I'm like, what? Like they, like they were so obsessed with that's it. That's so funny. In Excess is such a band that so, Italian guys would like. Oh, dude, my cousin, I, my very first like Sicilian cousin that came to america he like couldn't wait to go to the store and buy the nxs cd and show it to me i'm like i don't know what this, this is. is just a fact about america our number one we don't really have any exports yeah our number one export is culture oh 100 percent. Right. everything else is made in china and it's funny because it's true every everyone it's it's, it's actually black culture i yeah. would say it's the number so, one export yeah, of america reading, up, one thing. reading yeah. up and like watching stuff about like the old west the reason like all this it was showbiz even then they yeah. had these like wild yeah. west. That's sh- wild to think. They about. had wild west shows where Sitting Bull and Annie Oakley and all these. The reason we know who these characters are is because they did fucking plays yep. th- that traveled around the country and did ex- expositions. And a guy would go write press about him, and he'd be like, "Oh, you, he's so majestic and he's <laughs> so like this." And it's no different. Lawrence of Arabia. A yeah. guy would follow him around and be like, yeah. "Who's this?" Because someone J- back home wants to read it. Jesse yeah. James. Papers. Jesse James Jesse did James, it. His yeah. brother, like Buffalo Bill, all Light these wild bills. Yeah, yeah. They, it he was all hundred thousand men. You're yeah, like, it's, it's only all, six books. Yeah. <laughs> it's all the spectacle. That's what we. But these are the stories we were told over and over. And over. I, I mean, as a kid, I yeah. remember hearing these stories and not having, yeah. make, not making any connection of what it meant or well, Calamity Jane and all these other people. I think the one great thing about America is we're probably the only one of the few nations where we'll take from any source. Yeah. yeah. Like, we don't have, like, a, like, and if you're from Germany or Netherlands, or whatever, they have, like, a Hans Grimm fairy tales. Disney read it and was like, I'll just make this and update it for America. Yeah. And then we go, like, I love this stuff. Yeah. And then we'll take anything. It doesn't matter what the story, Moana or whatever it is, I, we'll take that culture and be like, this is how you Well, do that it. goes back to it. We don't have that, like, long history. No. So we're, so we don't, we're okay we with taking pieces from other places because like they the germans would have like an, a respect for yes. that hans whatever like we will we just want the best sort of because because america this is another part we're made of a bunch of different people yeah and even in the modern day you don't have many countries where i mean america is so culturally diverse i mean you, especially here new york city oh, yeah. yeah it's it's i think we take it for granted i certainly do uh, with how many different cultures Queens are existing with the most this. diverse place yeah. in the world it's unbelievable and think about and not just american like not just ethnically like literally immigrants like people yeah. who are coming here that are culturally different living right next to someone who's just the opposite culturally so i think that that leads to a lot of great art and also a lot of like blended perspectives and also like horrible things like atomic bombs yeah, sure 100 percent. Uh, i'm that, very yeah. like i i love america and as a, as a, again like as a child of immigrants i love the country that my family came from but i also see why they left and i for me america is about self-invention yeah and i even even with my relatives here there's a lot of well this is the way we are i, I talk about this on stage it's like I was told this is the way we are. This yeah. is this is our people. This is literally like by town. Like the people from that town are this way. Just to clarify, yeah. you're speaking the, about Italy. In Italy, and, yeah. and and but I'm saying like my family being like we're Sicilians. We do this. Yeah. We, I mean, I like 
And the people in Milan are so stuck up. Well, yeah. Well, yes, the, we exactly. we like white they pe- are, to us way. white people were other people. I know what you mean because you're the black Italian. My so mom would say, you know, you be happy that you're that I'm making you pasta because regular American white people they get McDonald's for dinner. That's yeah. what my you know, fucking nana used to say. Do, do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. it's like we, but we were always told like this is the way you are. But then I would leave that. Like talking about being a kid, I would leave the house. And where I grew up, my one friend, his dad was from Portugal. My other friend, his dad was Polish. And another yeah. kid was Puerto Rican. And another kid was like white, white. Yeah. And another kid was black. And then I was like, oh, wow. Like, what is – like, that's – we couldn't yeah. wait to leave the fucking house yeah. and go play outside. And, like, to me, like, I I, I just love that, like, self-invention. I just decided, like, this is what I'm going to do and this is who I'm going to be. And you leave home. And, again, again we're, we're – we're in a bubble here in New York City because we all did that. Like we all left home to go tr- basically try to live out mm-hmm. a fantasy. Like more so than people who stayed in their hometown. Say, mm-hmm. but I, I just to me, it's a, it's you can decide who you want to be. Here. I would say if New York is like a bubble, like when you see bubbles, we're like a bubble that constantly runs into other bubbles and it gets a little bigger. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. cuz it's like, you know, I mean, I I go we were talking about outside, I go to the museum and um they have the abstract expressionism. They have like basically all Jackson Pollock stuff there. And then if you go there uh, upstairs there's a quote on the wall it's from the guy who kind of started it, the movement with him it's uh, barnett newman Mm -hmm. and the way that they started painting and the reason they started doing stuff like that was they were like after world war ii the world had changed so much that we could no longer paint bowls of fruit or ladies dancing they was like we had to paint the world as we knew it now and that's not even just japan it's all around the world everyone was like this we don't know what the fuck happened but we never heard of a holocaust like to us it's a movie (laughs) Right, we we've grown up with that fact of there's a Holocaust to them. They're like, what happened in Germany? Yeah, well, even after I mean, after World War One, like T. S. Eliot, the Wasteland, people are like, what you can oh, write yeah. a poem that way? Like, but he's like talking about the war, and even like Matisse and those guys, they were called Le Fave. I think it's Le is the French pronunciation, yeah. which literally means like the wild beast. Because they would draw like a blue tree, like that uh, was considered so crazy yeah, that you would Barnico, use that you Picasso, would use yeah. wild colors in a painting of, of realistic stuff. That yeah. was, at that time, it was like, oh my, you can't do that. You can't have a tree that's blue and red. I love retrospectively looking back on art's boundaries that used to be there. Yeah. It's so funny. That's a great example yeah. of it. But like in movies, that happens all the time. Like Tarantino, like I think I feel like for him, one of the first he was one of the first guys. That would bring up other movies in his movies. And then yeah. everyone else started doing that. It's like, why weren't we doing that before? Yeah. Why were we making up like fake movies? Like, why couldn't a contemporary movie be addressed in a movie? It made no sense to me why, it could, like in Pulp Fiction, that happened a lot in the dialogue. But like, I, I don't well, know if he was the first guy, but to me, it was like, it's, it's, it's funny looking back to say, why did they create that boundary for themselves? And it's no different than anything other than like, he was one of the few people like okay you were talking about Francis Ford Coppola Francis Ford Coppola was a film school kid mm. so after he became a very big film school kid everyone was like you gotta go to film school yeah, yeah. George Lucas Martin <laughs> yeah. Scorsese all yeah. these people they're film school kids so yeah. everyone went to Spike film school Lee, like Spike every, Lee yeah. everyone went to film school and then you get this indoctrined make a movie like this right right meanwhile they're all like I dropped out 
<laughs> yeah, I didn't even yeah, finish yeah, film yeah, school. Yeah. Like Spielberg didn't even get in. Yeah. He didn't have good grades, good enough. But then you go to Tarantino, who just watched movies, and he was like, "That was the film school." Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's yeah. like, or, "I couldn't afford it, to go to that." Paul right. Thomas, Paul Thomas Paul Anderson, Thomas famously Anderson. dropped that at NYU. Yeah, he's like, "I couldn't do this." He was like, "If you want to make a movie like Terminator Two, don't come here." He's like, "Fucking Terminator Two is awesome." Yeah, <laughs> it is. James Cameron was a truck driver. Right. That's uh, that's yeah. That's where the ingenuity or the genius of America really comes from. It's it's and I really. It's a weird idea. I don't know what it is. It's like, you know, I find it here with a lot of comics or a lot of people. You go mm-hmm. like, where are you from? And they go, I'm from the Midwest. You know, that place sucks. Mm-hmm. And you go like, I don't know, man. Most geniuses kind of come from the middle of the yeah. country. Yeah. They didn't come from fucking like New York or like, Yeah, nobody you know, came from here. They came come move. to here. Yeah. Yeah. But like, you know, whoever it is, they came from the middle of the country and was like, okay, I'm searching for something else. It's a journey. Yeah. It's that, you have that, it's like wanderlust. And I remember when I, I was traveling, so my... It's funny. My great uncle was the first one to come to this country from. He was 17 years old and yeah. came over, and I met his father two style. Yeah, yeah. And I on a, on the same thing on the boat yeah. coming to Elson, and uh, I met his kids, and they were like, "Yeah, he had he had this wanderlust, and it runs in our family." And I had it too. Like I drove cross country when I was in my 20s. I from the Lower East Europe. Side. He was in the Lower East Side. No, he actually went to Chicago. Oh wow! Yeah, he had relatives in Chicago, so he like our family started there. But yeah, there there's there's something about leaving home and going to a new place and struggling and and making it happen that's like a universal story was yeah there's like the genius can be like incubated yeah in those places and again everybody dude marlon brando is from a small town in in illinois yeah uh orson wells frank um frank lloyd Wright. like they're literally all from like the same pockets in in the same places yeah but they all had to go make their name somewhere else but the one thing i'm so fascinated with is imagine now somebody saying you can't do that yeah because that's kind of where we're at now with like in terms of immigration like your family was allowed to leave well they were actually um my father came here late my father came here in 1967 for which for italians was very they basically stopped italian immigration at that point he came because he was like sponsored to come here from someone else that came here before yeah the yeah, people had been relatives that had been here already but if you live in like let's just say i have a friend i yeah. know someone who's from syria okay and yeah. he's like oh man i you know Sucks. he's like okay we bombed their country it's insane and they're like okay why do you need to stay here He's like refugee status. And yeah. they're like, why do you need to stay here? He's like, because you blew up my country. <laughs> and then not only that, they send them to Detroit first. Oh, well, no. Well, not a great... <laughs> well, but there's a huge Arab population in Detroit, right? Well, why do you think? Because they go like, hey, you thought Syria was shitty. Uh, <laughs> Come see so? Detroit. See, I think like Detroit... I sometimes don't think I'm going to leave New York and go to fucking Detroit. So they're rebuilding it right now. Yeah. That's kind of the new thing. Is Like, I, okay, like, I want to go buy a cheap house in Detroit and but fucking fix it up. even my friend from Japan, she's like, I want to come live in America. But they go, okay, you want to come live here? You got to get a visa. And then they go, okay, I want to go see my family. They go, no, you can't leave for three years. Think about that. Like, think about the idea of all these people want to go, I want to go see this movie, I want to go here, I want to go do all this stuff. And then there's an entity that goes, no, you need a passport. Why do I need five, $600 to go over there? I can see over there. Canada to Detroit, I can see over there. And they go, yeah, but you need to pay this amount of money, yeah. show this record, show this thing, show that thing to show that you can come <coughs> here. And you're like, Why? Well, we want to make sure you're not going to do anything bad. You're like, if I want to do something bad, I can do it here. Well, listen, after yeah. this, after it, this, after, it, it, it goes ap- back to our fear. After the zombies, yeah. that's why we have such a huge military budget, and it goes yeah. back to everything you were saying. And you said before, you know, that you're like, I'm not saying America's evil. I don't believe it, but like, there have been evil people that have run America in the 
I, I, I almost think you're not going far enough. Like, yeah. I, I do. Look, I live and enjoy the benefits of living in America. So I don't want to say America is evil, but to say that we've never, of course, we've done evil things and continue yeah. to. It's it's pretty. But drone war, the, warfare is also like pretty. In the pursuit gross. of what you say, it's the American dream. And it's yeah. like George Carlin said. He's like, you know, I call it the American dream because <laughs> you have to be asleep. asleep. To believe it that's yeah, yeah. it's like see i, I actually i I, I, agree. Like I, said, I agree i'm a bit i'm i'm not like a gung-ho like rah 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 like i'm not a particularly patriotic guy but i do appreciate i've i've traveled to other places yeah. and even like other like nice i'm talking about like london and rome and paris and i'm like i still prefer america i, I still do too. feel fortunate yeah, no, to be I, here i yeah. want to make it clear I, feel, I do too i yeah. feel fortunate but. to be here and i i think immigration is a it's like a tragic event. And what I mean by that is to have to leave your home is tragic. The fact that wherever you are, the conditions are so – I don't care what the scenario is. But the fact that you're picking up and leaving your home because where you are is bad and you have to go to another place, it's, it's, it, to me, that's a, that's a sad thing. But let's say it's not sad. Let's say you're a Japanese person who wants to come see a New York City. Yeah, that should be you should be able to do that. Oh, you should yeah, be able sure, to go. Sure. I just want to go and then not go. We want to make sure you're not a terrorist. It's like how many Japanese terrorists are there really? It's yeah. Like, yeah, but I'm saying most people who most people who have left one place and gone to another place have done so because the circumstances where they're leaving are well, you know, not great. Yeah, like but that could be like you know like maybe Marlon Brando, his parents were alcoholics, and he goes, I want to go to New York City. Oh no, I'm, but I'm talking about leaving like a oh you mean a country? country. Yeah. I mean, it could be but the same even thing that, as an even, artist. But even that, like, wanna... I'm sure his childhood was not ideal. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't think most people leave ideal scenarios. Yeah, nobody leaves when they're happy. Yeah. yeah. Nobody's like, I'm having a great time. Let's get the fuck nobody, out of here. Nobody, <laughs> becomes, a, nobody becomes a comedian because they're happy. No, that's true. Yeah. Uh, I do think that it is, I agree, it's a tragedy, but it's also uh, ever existing. It's never going to go away. Oh, yeah. No, no. I'm not. I'm yeah. Just, it's, like, one of the, it's one of the, the things. You're going to need a passport to go to Mars. I don't, I don't know how much that shit going to cost. See, oh, my God. See, I'm thinking yeah. when the zombies attack, it's going to be Viking ships. It's going to be like people attacking with Viking ships, and no one's nah, going to know. It's going to be computers. It's going to be lawless. Dude, the computers are going to realize that we're all stupid and they're going to take over. I don't that's what's going to happen. Yeah, but computers that's, that's are that's not creative. It's not going to be zombies. They well, are. How do you know? What are you talking about? The other day, they are creative. They are. They are. Read anything on AI development? The other day, Siri told me to take the Brooklyn Queens Expressway. No, no, I'm, I'm going to be fine. I'm not worried about the fucking computer. You're so stupid. Yeah, this I just is where he goes. Yeah, <laughs> but no, no, not that you're stupid. But it's yeah, like but this are. is where you have to realize. This is why I say the thing about like you want to go to Canada and you need a passport. Right. You go, Siri's stupid. No, 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 no. The AI they're allowing you to have is it's stupid. stupid. The AI they have, the one that tells them when another bomb goes up in the air and yeah. shoot it down in an instant. Yep. It's smart as fuck. Or the one that yeah. hasn't been, you know, functional even for them yet, but yeah. that they're working on. The one Dude. that searches or, through your history when you type the word bomb through yeah. everything you do, yeah. that's on all the time. Yeah. I don't know if you, what's that guy? He got in trouble. He's in Russia. Oh, uh, I heard about this. Edward Snow. Edward, Edward Snowden. Snowden. Oh, oh, Snowden. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. It's like if you just even listen to him talk about the shit that they're doing to us right now, you're like, Oh fuck! Like I feel like a fucking terrorist with this shit. Yeah. All I know is I, AI development's insane. Even I, just yeah. in, even just independent stuff. Dude, driverless cars are a reality that's coming within our lifetime very shortly. They just killed a guy. Tesla. Is oh yeah. yeah. Have you heard about this? Like well, Tesla can't see black people. Oh <laughs> no. come on! That can't I swear be to true. God, is that really true? It killed a black dude. That's it's so like wild. it can't. Oh, it's like God. it can't see black people. <laughs> that's true. 
Well, I, I heard that. I read about this all the time. I heard the. I heard the. Ru- I heard the rumor that the. Uh, the uh, come on, that's a joke. What no, I swear to God, the, oh, the automatic God. faucets in public bathrooms—they can't. They don't. The sensors. Yeah. There's a thing that they don't sense like black skin. Yeah, 100. percent Wait, but is that true? They never. As work. a black guy, do you ever have trouble yeah, with like, public, public faucets? I, but I have. You know, I have that I, too. I, all the fucking time. I, I say the word tuna and it turns on. <laughs> <laughs> tuna with mayo. Yeah. I'm like, all right, there you go, sir. Yeah. Oh, we didn't know. Yeah. Oh, you're one of the good ones. I all had. Right, that's, I rem- yeah. the thing yeah. that scared me was when I was driving and I literally thought to myself. Oh, I'd like to stop at a Dunkin' Donuts, and my phone said Dunkin' Donuts in eight miles. Like yeah. I literally thought it to myself. You know that when you go on the computer, you go on something, you go like, "Hey, maybe you look up shoes," and you go back to Facebook, and there's an advertisement for shoes right there. Yeah. So all you are really is your Google Maps. I actually, do that for a living. That's, you do that. I, that's I, I, do. Well, I work in advertising. I work in digital advertising, and that's like retargeting. Basically, yeah. they retarget you with an ad if you've shown interest. Or any behavior style that would say, I want to buy those types of shoes or whatever. Really? So it, it doesn't even have to be that you visited their site. It yeah. could be that your behavior displays that you sh- fall into a category that uh, you're probably interested in these shoes. So a perfect example, if and it sucks to say, but like we really are creatures of habit. Thank God we do comedy so we can kind of throw the system off every now and again. Where they go, why the fuck is it going to Bronx? But like, <laughs> yeah, if you're a normal true. person... The Google Maps triangulates where you go. Yep. And they know everything about your same routine all the time. Yeah. And then also between what you do, your history on the internet, they know who you are to a T. Yeah. Already. If they wanted to. If they wanted to. Because they can clone people. Like when we were kids, I don't know if you remember this, they were cloning sheep. Sheep. Yeah. Dolly yeah, yeah. the sheep, yeah. I believe. And yeah. now it's gone to the person where they go, hey, you want, you're going to have a kid? I know you're going to have a kid with a black lady, but wouldn't it be beautiful if your black kid could have blue eyes? You can do that now. Oh, it yeah, would. CRISPR. Yeah. I think the technology is oh, called. That's they could go in and they could. We are going to pay for that. Well, they could. Oh, that's where we're sure. at. Yeah. We, are, they, we will pay. Well, we they des- could also. We well, deserve. Well, the benefits damnation. of it, though, sound great because they say, well, do you know about. Yeah, they the say, like, hey, well, we could you detect- don't want to have sickle cell. Right. We can get rid of that. Yeah. And yeah. then you go, but like, well. That doesn't okay. That sounds good. I want my kid to have sickle cell, yeah. but meanwhile they don't tell you like, well, the, the chances of this happening or whatever it is. It's always your fear. They tap into your fear to go. Yes. This is progress. This is this is what'll make the world better if we tamper with you a little bit. And that's when you're saying like, oh, this stuff isn't gonna happen. It's happening. It's yeah. already happening. There's and, babies already being born this way. Yeah. People are already getting chipped in Europe. It's already like. Yeah. The what is it? they had a store here. I don't know if they got it, but Amazon was going to have that store here where there's no people, no people at all, and then all of a sudden working just, in the store. Yeah, you just go, you take the thing, you leave, and right now it's supposed to be on your card on your phone, but eventually it's going to be like I said. Once you start chipping people, we're going to be like, this is weird. But then there's going to be kids that are going to be like, no, every, that's the only is, way we've ever mean? done this it. Is yeah, we I went. I went to the, using a card. Yeah, I like went to the a, Nike yeah. Concept Store on Fifth Avenue, and I couldn't find where to buy anything. Yes, you're just you're just through a labyrinth, and it's music, and it's fucking concept stuff, and I'm like, CBS. what if I wanted to buy a fucking pair of shoes? Hannibal had a great joke about a. Uh, it's kind of just a tag to one of his jokes uh, on his first album, but he says like it's one of those clothing stores where it's like. They don't even sell clothes. You go in, there's a DJ spinning. Yeah. And it's just like wood floors and like one t-shirt. Well, I, I mean, the restaurant, I used to work for Tao. And like yeah. Tao kind of invented that, like where it's, your, it's just a restaurant, but there's fucking like house music playing. Yeah. And now you go in, like you go to Adidas store and there's a fucking DJ playing house music. And it's like just that you're like, it's a way to like for you to not be able to think and have like a quiet moment. You're like just inundated with media and fucking sound and like it's it's disrupting in a way it's disturbing that's that's what scares me the most about this stuff is 
beyond whatever bombs or whatever. It's just the one inside your head where it's like, what happens when this becomes a culture of isolation? We already are isolated. Oh, God. But what happens when, like, okay, we got phones. But what happens when, like, let's say you look to your right on the road and there's nobody there. It's just a, yeah, a self-driving car. and you're all car. fucking alone. Or what happens when you no longer have to pay attention to how to get home? We already use our brains less and less and less and less, and we rely on technology more and more and more. It's like what happens when it gets to the point where we're just, like, zoned out? We are the zombies. I get mad at him. I, he can't process me telling him directions. If he's yeah. driving me home and I tell him, go to 2nd Avenue, he goes, just tell me the address, and the phone will tell him how to get home. Well, why I get don't mad you, at my roommate about get, the same thing. Well, why are you people getting mad at me? Well, you, you can't because – no, no. It's not that I'm getting mad at you. It's that it's, it's interesting to me <laughs> as somebody from a different generation. It's not that you choose to not listen to me or you don't want to hear me – and whatever, it's not that it's Thompson's, that you literally yeah. don't process me giving you the that's, directions. That's not it. You want you know what you it want is? the phone to tell you what, because where the to go. phone is better than you. That's I, what's I have scary. Got, I have yeah. gotten really? lost. Yeah. Yes, it is. I've gotten lost hundreds of times when people go do this, turn left, go right. It doesn't work out for me as as much as if I type the address in. It's it's a ninety nine point nine percent success. Rate. I'm Mister Fucking Directions. I'll tell you exactly. Yeah, that's how what to you go. Okay, okay, okay. But this is the thing I will <laughs> Mr. say. Mister Direction. I am Mister Directions. This is, is the, the worst thing you've ever said. On this I podcast. will say about <laughs> uh, the alternative to that. One hundred percent. You are right. The phone will get you exactly where you wanted to go. Yes. Which is what you wanted in the beginning. But it also takes away that ability for you to find something new. True, true. I don't have that So if someone skill, says, yeah. go down 2nd Ave and then make a right, you'd be like, okay, 2nd Ave, 2nd Ave, 2nd Ave, 2nd Ave, and then you make a right, and then you go like, fuck, I'm not the right place, but what is this? Yeah. Right, right, yeah. You right. have Which, lost right. that chance. Which circles right. back right. to how we started the conversation. And yeah. I've everything that I've done in my life has been from getting lost and not knowing what the fuck I was doing yeah. and learning how to do it. Yeah. I had no idea how to do fucking stand-up comedy. Yeah. And no one in my family, I had no, no one, one to does. turn to. I had no <laughs> well, one that's to the thing. That, that's a thing that's universal. Every, all three of us, the first time we did it, we had no idea what we were no, doing. No, but I'm constantly oh, God, doing stuff that yeah. I, and I, I actually, I went from being very afraid of making mistakes and I'm still afraid of making mistakes and I'm still very hard on myself mm-hmm, sure. and, I, and I still want to like, I'm a perfectionist. But I love not knowing how to do something and then figuring out how to do it, mm-hmm. except how podcasts work. I have no idea yeah. still how <laughs> any of this technology works. And if Alex disip- if Alex get eaten by a zombie, uh-huh. kill you ass is over because I couldn't yeah. even turn on the fucking microphone. <laughs> yeah, that's the I, one thing I like the mistakes. Yeah, where, where you find out the most, like you know, when you have a good set, you just kind of like I did well. Yeah, but right. then when you have a bad one, that thing stays in your head oh, for yeah. weeks and weeks, and you go like, "I gotta figure that out." And yeah. you figure it out, and you go like, "Oh, that's what that was." Yeah, mm-hmm. okay. And then that becomes a new thing. Yeah, like you know, maybe the stuff we're talking about now, we don't know how to necessarily make it funny because we haven't caught up to it. But it's beneath all of our systems. Like we're like, "What is this impending?" Anxiety, and you go like, "Oh, that's just the robots." I'm scared of robots. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> they're gonna yeah. come and kill me. That's what it is. And you're like, "How do I talk about this?" Because yeah. I know I'm not alone in this, and I know if I talk about this on stage, you're like, "This isn't a. This isn't something that like necessarily George Carlin or anybody else could do because it wasn't in their world. We're in yeah. the world now of like technology is here, and it's not only here; it's like almost usurping like human development. Yeah, it is very. Yeah, the progress of technology. Is almost more and more relevant to culture than like anything. Yeah, yeah. They, as it, it gets more and more developed, as the phones get more and more like advanced, 
like huge changes happen. A it's crazy. Fucking, people have Amazon Echoes and they're which I, is yeah. I can't on. get over that. Where it's like, you mean you can get up to send an alarm and they're like Amazon play this song and it's like just go on the phone. Yeah, it's those not even people that hard. are so. Here's crazy. my here's they're my question. They're inviting people to listen to their thoughts. Yeah, here's my question. Crazy. So what yeah. Akira is really 1982 and then 1988's idea yeah. of what the future is. Yes. Like, what do you think? Did it get it right? Are we? Are we? Because I and I, Alex gets mad because I bring this up all the time. I think 2019, the yeah. aesthetic of 2019 is Blade Runner's 1981 idea of what 2019 was going to be. Every new the Tappanzee Bridge looks like a bridge out of fucking Blade Runner, and they just yeah. built it last year. The Kosciuszko Bridge looks like it's out of Blade Runner. Yeah. So it's like, did they get it right? And then what is like? What do you think the next? This might be opening a can of worms here towards the end, but it's like. What did what did what is watching a, a sci-fi like anime film from 1988 like? Does it tell you more about the world today, or is it just telling you about 1988's idea of what the world of today was going to be like? Even in '88 when they made the film, they made it purposely to kind of look older to be like this could be whether it be the future. It still has like older. It has like the old green line of like the Tron tech stuff. Yeah. So their idea wasn't to necessarily look like. 20 blah 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 whatever 2019 in the future like the new tokyo their idea was to almost make it look like old tokyo but with new stuff on it like it almost is supposed to look like every period except for like the cars and everything like that where they go like okay the clothes would look different but how can we make this also look like this is the past the present and then meeting the future Mm -hmm. and their idea of the future isn't necessarily what the world looks like it's the people that inhabit it. Like okay. Akira is the future. Like Akira, if you look at it, he is the next step in human or whatever evolution is. Yeah. That's really what they're doing, the, the government. They're trying to figure out how to take that and engineer it into a weapon. See, so that's like 2001. Like he's the star baby. Yes. Like he's he the next the, development of human the evolution. Next jump. That's, yeah. And if I had to say what film does it the best of what I think the future will look like, Minority Report. Oh wow! I was yeah. thinking about my nerd report my watching this movie. Yeah. I was because th- the 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 children with the the, yes. the power to predict the future yes. is right out. And again, Philip K. Dick. I fucking one. That's an amazing movie. I fucking love that movie. And it all comes from that guy, really. Philip and, K. Dick. All yeah. of this comes from Philip K. Dick, where it's like the idea of just even that idea is such a funny idea. Is like, do androids dream of electric sheep? Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, so let's just walk down the line of AI. And he's made another movie, AI, about it, where it's like, let's say in right now it's artificial intelligence. But what happens as soon as a robot says no? Yeah. Or, and we, we, right. The moment that happens, things seem well, we to talk change, about, right? I mean, yes. What if a robot is like, you know, I have a dream? What if now there's yeah. a robot, Martin Luther King? Yeah. That's yeah. what I'm well, saying. Like, what happens? Yeah. Well, we talked that about seems, it. For some reason, as good a guy Martin Luther King was, that seems bad if a robot but starts I'm just to saying, be Martin. Yeah. We yeah. talked about it with, with Who Framed Roger Rabbit because that, the movie, the yeah. sadness of that movie is the tunes, like, they have, there's like an existential pain in being a tune. And it's yeah. like, if you're a robot that wants to not be a robot, you get consciousness. Yeah, that's, that's what Blade Runner really is. Yeah, it's, it's like, they they don't want to die. I don't want to be a slave. Right. I don't want to because they they start off with them on that planet being yeah. like these were slaves that escaped. Yeah, and that's what it is. It's like all they want to do is is to be able to continue to exist. Yes. and li- and to not die. Well, and yeah, have we, an expiration. And if date. we make the robots smart enough, I mean, we don't really understand what makes things conscious. So why do we think that that might not happen? 
And I mean, if they're smart enough, that what else would it take? All these stories, all of them really have to do with the idea, and just boil it down to the basic point, which is man playing God. Yeah. yeah. Whether it be Jurassic Park or Minority Absolutely. Report or this. It's and just the idea of like, we were not, when you, either one of us, anyone that is alive, you didn't choose to be alive. Yeah, of course. Yeah. The idea, conscience, whatever, it was given to you. And beyond just being in control, you're not even in control of your own faculties, really. You don't sit down and say, breathe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You don't go to sleep and go dream. Yeah. So what gives man the right to try and control that with someone else? Yeah. They say even something, something they, else. Yeah. They say the hardest thing about the AI technology is they can't figure out the, how the human eye works. Yeah. They have no idea how to translate that into like how to fabricate what the eye does because the eye doesn't see the eye is processing information yes. and it's giving you information that's necessary. It's not about um, and if you watch AI, yeah. there's a reason their eyes look fake in the movie for a reason. Steven Spielberg was like, okay, their eyes have to look. Like, if you look around their eyes, they look like almost really plastic. And they kind of like, even David the boy doesn't, their eyes don't look real for a reason. Yeah. Because, you know, they say the eyes are the windows to the soul. And it's like, you can't, nothing can mimic that. You don't even, we don't even know how we get there. Scientifically, we know how we got there. But it's like, you can't even mimic what happens yeah. when you look someone in the eye that you like. Uh, yeah. How could you describe no, yeah. that to a robot? Fuck, I don't know, man. We got to talk about this the next time we have you on. Man. This, this is, is great. Gonna, I wanted to talk about movies and art and shit. Sorry. And we, we did. No, no, we did. That's yeah, what I'm saying. Like, yeah, I'm yeah, so okay, happy yeah, that yeah. we like went. We fucking went deep in this. It thing. was That's really what, great. Yeah, um, yeah. This is also just like this. I think was great for Peter and I because like watching an anime for Kill You Last. I don't think we ever thought that that would happen. Well, or at least know, I didn't expect. I was it. not. I was. That, well, listen, I was. I had trepidation with this. Well, to frame this, the original. To put it into context, the original uh, idea that Peter had, the name of the podcast was going to be Guns and Swords, which is the worst name of all time. <laughs> I wanted to do but, Samurai But basically, movie he wanted to do movies. Yeah, like a lot of Stallone, a lot of Schwarzenegger, and a lot of, uh, yes, yeah, so whatever, Samurai, Hitman, Westerns. Bank robbers and but, Samurai. But I'm really, it, this was, it could have gone poorly, but it went like super well. Yeah, so yeah. thanks for oh, coming yeah. on, man. It was really cool. No, I was um, glad I picked really the cure. I was yeah. like, for sure, this has to be the this one. This is a great, great amazing. choice. Amazing, yeah. amazing. Read it. If you guys got time, you have Barnes and Nobles. Just go in it. That's what I did. I read might do an audio book. Fifteen hundred pages. It's a, like lot. a lot. It's I want to read. I've not. It, it is fascinating. It's different. I'm, I'm rewatching the movie now that I've seen some of these videos that explain it. I want to yeah. watch it through the lens of like, okay, the bomb. He's the bomb. It went yeah. off. Like you the know. music's not even Japanese. It's crazy. Yeah, it's what Indonesian, right? It's like, Indonesian oh. music. It's Gama, uh, music I didn't know that. or something like that. But it's like that's what's point. He draws from everything. He took from not just American or Japanese. It's from everywhere. Where it goes like. What happens when governments break down after World War III? Mm-hmm. Eventually, it's like, okay, we're going to start taking from everything. Mm-hmm. There is no more, this is the place that you should go for safe haven. It's like, no, we all got bombed out. We're all fucked. Right. Yeah. They, yeah. Yeah. Wow. So, we're definitely okay. going to have you back for another yeah. movie. Do you have where... anything uh, going on that you want to promote? I mean, you don't have to, but if you do. Uh, yeah. I do a show in the West Village. Nice. Um, it's called Live at the End. Um, that's on West 4th, 169 West 4th, or you can just look at musicandlive.com. We're doing a murder mystery show. Nice. Um, uh, I have a show that I make called Uninspired. You can watch that. It's Uninspired TV. Um, oh, okay. Is it a, uh, like a digital show or? Yeah, it's like a web series. Oh, cool. Uh, and then like we make it here in Queens. Oh, so nice. There's nice. that. You can uninspiredtv.com or uninspired TV on YouTube or just even on Instagram. So nice. we're f- doing the sex season of that, and then just regular stand-up 
you know, you can see me, Alex Payne comedy. Doing spots around the city. Yeah. And stuff. Cool. Yeah. But, you know, or watching movies. They're <laughs> yeah. showing Akira at the IFC always. I always recommend people go see it. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. I watch it on my laptop and I, I, I don't have a good track record of movies that I've watched on my laptop. Yeah. Like, I, I want to, and not necessarily that I need to see it on a big screen, but like, TV is second next, best, and then big screen is the best way for me to engage in a in a film. I think next year they're gonna be doing. It's gonna get bigger, the wave of Akira, because they're gonna remake it into a live action movie. I heard right? about yeah. this, yeah. and then they're gonna the guy who originally made it. He's gonna make a series because this thing it comes around every ten twenty years. It's that popular that it just rebuilds enough people to find it, and then they go, okay, we're gonna like this is responsible for every second wave of animation like whether that be dragon ball z mm. this was the one that came in and then everyone was like this is why we have pokemon yeah because this came in and everyone was like okay what the fuck is this and they were like oh the first wave was our parents which was like speed racer right right Kimmy, oh, yeah. White the lane Lion, shit yeah, yeah. Gigant- gigantor stuff <laughs> like that but like this is the second wave and that still has the dominance has continued today yeah like you think comic book movies are popular Wait until they start making anime movies in theaters. They just haven't hit it. They can't figure it out yet. Because really, you can't make an anime movie with just white guys. And Hollywood doesn't like that. No. Fuck. They get mad. (laughs) But every anime is a bunch of white guys. But they're bombing. That's the problem. They're like, you know, that's why Crazy Rich Asians was such a good movie. Right. It was like Hollywood figured out. They was like, wait a minute. People want to see Asians play Asians? (laughs) (laughs) They were like, God damn it. That's a fascinating idea. (laughs) So now it's like, what's going to happen with they make Akira? They have to have Japanese people in it. Yeah, of course. It's going to be, I mean, they're doing a live action of it, right? Yeah. So, it has to. That would be hilarious if it was just a bunch of white guys. That again. would be so funny if it was just Matt Damon and Scar yeah. Joe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Scar Joe's playing like three female characters. Yeah. yeah. Like oh, a white man. Eddie Murphy movie. <laughs> oh, well, Eddie Murphy coming back. Uh, no, this has been great, man. Thank yeah. you so much for doing this. Yeah. Alex, what do you Peter, promote, promote your show. Oh, so I, yeah, I just posted a big, uh, big deal show. I'm headlining uh, this a place called Ellery's Bar and Grill in Middlesex Township, New Jersey. Posted on social media. I'm bringing Andre Kim and uh, Lynette oh, Palladino nice. first time to open up for me. Uh, hopefully, this if it goes well, this hope could pre- uh, potentially be a monthly show. So I'm excited to do that and all, yeah, like all the information and get tickets um, online. So that's November 8th, Friday, November 8th. What time? Uh, it's uh, the ticket price includes um, buffet, so uh-huh. it's 7:15 uh, buffet, and then the show starts at 8 o'clock. Get there at seven. Yeah, get, if yeah. you're if you're Italian from Jersey, get there at six forty five. That's okay. what they do. They fucking, <laughs> Italians in Jersey love a good buffet. Yeah, um, I just have one thing. Uh, October sixteenth is uh, the next aggressively chill comedy Ooh. show, which I produce with my buddy Dean David, who we just had on to do Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Uh, October sixteenth at uh, in Brooklyn at this place called Cherry Tree Bar, um, and it's uh, get there at seven thirty. The show starts at eight. We got a great lineup. I'm. Oh yeah, I'm not supposed to say who's on the line. Whatever. We have we have some great folks, I promise. And uh uh that's uh there's an Eventbrite link that's in my bio. It's ten dollars to go to the show, come through. Um yeah. And uh I'll probably be in Atlantic City doing shows, but I don't know yet when that's Dope. happening. Cool. All right, guys. Yeah. This is a good one. Uh yeah, go visit Japan or don't. Yeah, go. Go. I'm going right. to go. See as I wanna, many we should go. Yeah, I'm going to go. go. Yeah. Fucking, let's, try, let's fucking do Kill You Last Tokyo. That would be amazing. I mean, if we ever do travel together, we got to bring the podcast. Yeah, with absolutely. Us. All right. Yeah. Love you guys. Bye. Bye.